check it out. The Divine Feminine, an album by Mac Miller. Just a starving artist when the car was having trouble starting Now we got our own apartment Same box for the mail Same hamper for the laundry The food in the fridge is stale And this morning, you cooked the eggs with the kale I tried to hit it while you was getting dressed You said all you ever think about is sex I'm like, oh well, you know me so well And if this would make you late, I swear I won't tell And every time I call your phone, you better pick up your cell I swear to God, I'ma freak out if I go straight to voicemail Well, I'm the jealous type, but I swear that ass what heaven's like And when I'm in that pussy, it's a better life That's the only way I'm trying to end the night It's my only chance, I better get it right
back. Welcome back to Souls at Sundown, people. It's just me today, Megan, and I wanted to say that before I get heavy into this episode. Um, Lindsay is normally on the podcast with me, but I've, I've done one episode alone. But yeah, she's not here today because she just had some prior engagements, some things to do, and I was like, you know what? Heck, I'm not going to miss another episode of Souls at Sundown. We're already all over the map with all of these. Like Sometimes we do them, sometimes we don't. We have these long breaks, and I'm over it. So I really just wanted to bring you guys another episode this week um, and just talk to you for, you know, an hour and a half, as well as play some tunes. Today's tunes I'm going to be playing. Oh, also wanted to say this because I started off the podcast different than I normally do. Um, I started by just playing a song full out and that was Congratulations by Mac Miller. And that's off of his newest album, The Divine Feminine. And it's literally such an impeccable album. And it's also just dedicated to the divine woman, the woman in us all. Um, So yeah, I just wanted to play this whole album for this episode. And I hope that's okay with you listeners, because this album is literally incredible. There's so many great features, freaking Anderson Pax on this album, CeeLo Green, like you hear Ariana Grande in that last song with her little giggles. She also has a song with him called My Favorite Part that I'm going to play. And really, there's just, there's so many good features. Freaking Kendrick Lamar, like, let's just get heavy into it, because I'm excited for the next song. This is the one that's pretty popping right now. You might have heard it before. It's called Dang, and it has Anderson Pack in it, and it's freaking, it's just a bop. Let's bop our heads off, folks. Welcome back. Can't 
Hey girl, I'ma need you Play your games like they might take it to an Ivy League school Won't get Hall of Fame dick from a minor league dude I just eat pussy, other people need food Only got a little time and I ain't trying to spend it All you in the bar who ain't giving who attention Tarting up the engine, need to reboot I just eat pussy, other people need food And I use every bone in my body Keep on holding on to your trust I know you don't want nothing to do with me But just one more time, let's make love One more time, it ain't much Welcome on, let's be us Summer soft sweetness, call late drunk, you hang up. What a mess I made of, since I make none. It's complicated, keeping me up late, can't concentrate. You're always on my brain. If you love me, why the fuck you come with pain? I just think that's some bullshit. Okay, I seem inviting, trust me, she's a titan. This week she like them, next week they fighting. Need protection, all your dress is bulletproof. You safe for me, girl. I can't keep on losing you. Gone too soon. Wait, we was just hanging. I can't seem to hold on to. Dang, the people that know me best, the key that I won't forget. Too soon, I can't keep on losing. is good. I can't believe I haven't even gotten sick of it yet, and I've heard it probably like 125 times since it came out. I believe this was the first single to actually come out on the album, so I've been listening to it before the album even came out, but I remember um, when this album did come out, we were driving on the road trip through, I want to say Oregon, and I was like, holy shit, I have basically no service, but I'm waiting for this to like download, because I had pre-ordered the album, so I was waiting for all of the songs to finish downloading, and then we listened to it full out, and I was like, tearing up at the beginning of the of the album like the first intro song congratulations that I already played is totally my favorite song on the album I don't know what it is about his rhymes in that song but it just it's so impeccable and then him getting Anderson Pack on this like just fuck me up Mac I mean seriously if you guys can't tell I'm literally obsessed with Mac Miller he is one of my number one artists and a lot of people like don't understand me when I say that they're like what why you know why Mac Miller and let me tell you why folks. When I was 12, my brother was heavy into Mac Miller, you know, like Three Blind Mice and all that kind of stuff. He put me on to those types of songs. He put me on to kids, 
all of those things. So I got the intro from my brother. Shout out to Colin. He's great. A lot of you guys don't even know that Lindsay and I have a brother. He's amazing. He's going to be home when we go home next week. So I'm excited to see him. Maybe put him in some vlogs. Maybe put him in some Snapchats. You know, you never really know. I'm getting veered off of this story, but shout out to my brother. Um, And yeah, without him, I wouldn't have really known about Mac Miller. I'm sure I would have known, but I wouldn't have like, I don't know. I wouldn't have sparked interest in him so early on. So yeah, I've been listening to him since I was about 12, you know, seventh grade-ish, and I've seen him live probably three or four times by now, and he always puts on a great show, Um, but I really, really just like the phases that his music has gone in. Like, you can kind of tell what phase of life he's in through his albums. I don't know, I just love when an artist will kind of throw in what they're going through, and you can, like, hear that through the album, and hear their trials and tribulations, and, like, relate to them, and you're just like, fuck yeah, you're great. Also, he's sober now, and so this newest project is like really different than any of his other albums because they're always so drug-induced, and you can kind of like hear the drug use, if that makes sense. Like his last mixtape was called Faces, and it was really, really pop, and everybody loved it because it was kind of more like... I don't even know how to describe it. I wouldn't say that it was depressing, but it was kind of more just real, you know? And so a lot of people were like relating to that mixtape and just saying that it was so good. And I will admit it was very, very good. But like I said, all of his other past works, a lot of them have been really drug induced. So it's really, really interesting to just like listen to this full out and just hear all of the progress, you know, that he has made. It's an incredible album instrumentally. Like there's just so many different forms of tune tunes coming in like you can hear the saxophone you can hear trumpets you can hear all of like there's so many horns which i just love hearing like incorporated into rap music shit i mean i love jazz and hearing like a jazz influence on some of these songs is just incredible and yeah that's basically me raving about mac miller also he's funny as hell so we're gonna get into this next tune now um i believe that this one is called stay and he actually just released a music video for this which is pretty good it was kind of interesting it was just him like standing on an island just like rapping this but it was really really beautiful like the scenery behind him anywho's i'm going on 55 tangents right now but let's get into stay folks let's pop it off Just make 
song actually continues on for about 30 seconds just playing sex noises from that point on that I just cut it off at Um, and it always makes me feel really uncomfortable whenever I'm listening to it in like a public setting Um, or even really when I'm alone I just I don't even know what to do I'm like why why you know and he did that same like kind of sampling of sex sounds in um, Macadelic which is a mixtape that he released back in I want to say like 2013 Um, but yeah I don't understand why he does that it just 
like I said, it kind of makes me feel uncomfortable. So I edited those out. Um, but this next song that comes after that is, I guess the sex noises kind of transition it into more of like a sexual tone. And that's why like, I understand why he put them in. But um, at the same time, I just, you know, it's weird. <laughs> but this next song is called Skin. And it starts off with some, you know, sex noises and heavy breathing as well. So I'm going to warn you, if you're listening to this with your mom, dad, little brother, something like that, I'm sorry. But you know, here we go. <laughs> Don't be, don't be, don't be. 
wow. That's the only thing I can say after that song is just wow. You know, what a sexual song. Um, I hope that didn't scare anybody off, and I hope that you guys are still listening to this. Like I said, this whole album is dedicated to the divine feminine, but it's about like love, sex, and relationships. So he kind of like goes through all of those phases through the whole album. Funny story about that tune, actually. I was in an Uber a couple weeks ago and he was taking me home and I had the aux cord and I was playing my music and he was asking me, because I was playing Mac Miller, he was like, oh my gosh, I haven't heard this guy in so long. Like, I haven't heard him in years. Wow, he's like completely changed his tone. He was truly just blown away. So I was like, dude, let me put you onto the new album, you know? So then I started playing some of the songs and kind of explaining what I just said to you guys about how the album was about like, love, sex, and relationships. And he was like, oh, so there's like some sexy songs on here too? Like, play me one of those. Like he asked me to, you know, set that vibe for him. So I was like, okay, I'll play what I think to be like the most sexual song on the album. And um, he started saying that part where he's like, I lick my fingertips and get your clitoris in the mix. And the Uber driver literally turned down the music and like turned around to me and was like, did he just say what I think he said? And I was like, yeah. That's exactly what he did. He did do that. Ooh, he really did that. Um, but really though, I don't even remember what I said to him in response. I was just like, yeah, I think you heard it right. I mean, I don't know. I was just probably awkwardly laughing, um, but he asked for it, you know? So I was like, okay, I will provide you with that bop that you're requesting right now. But I don't really know what his motive was in there, like why he needed a sexual tune to drive to. Who really knows? People do some weird shit out there. But um, on another note, a couple minutes ago, I went to Twitter and asked you guys to send me some topics to talk about in this episode. Um, so I wasn't just bantering on about Mac Miller for the entirety of the episode. Although I could make an hour and a half long episode solely talking about Mac Miller, don't tempt me with that idea. But I figured let's throw a little bit of substance in here, you know? So my friend Vivian asked me, where and on what do you think we should be focusing our energy in a time of such chaos? Because, you know, if you live in America right now, you know the chaos that we're experiencing at the moment. Freaking Donald Trump was elected president, what, two days ago? And I don't want to talk too heavily on this or on politics or the election or anything like that um, because, well, it already happened, frankly, and I don't really have too much to say other than what I want to say to answer Viv's question. So basically, Viv, if you're listening to this, I love you. And, um, you know, this answer is for everybody because I feel like everybody is kind of, you know, running around like chickens with their heads cut off at the moment. And there's protests everywhere and madness everywhere. And just there's a lot of craziness happening because people are outraged. So be outraged. I have no problem with people feeling angry or feeling sad. And I feel like we should really embrace our emotions at this time and kind of um, maybe ask ourselves, you know, like turn inward and ask yourself, why does this make me angry? And what can I do about it? What can I do to help? You know, rather than just like lashing your anger out on Twitter and on social media and all of these different places and screaming at people on the street. Because at the end of the day, like what is screaming at somebody, whether it be online or in real life, going to do for you? You know, if you're going to protest, do it peacefully. Be a peaceful warrior for your land and for your morals. And um, I don't know, that's pretty much all I can say is just turn inward at this time and just 
you know, ask yourself why it's making you angry because a lot of people are angry right now. But with that being said, I don't want you guys to take that as, oh, you have to be angry about the election. Like nobody said that you have to feel any certain way about it. You could actually just let it not bother you at all, which is kind of a hard thing to do because especially if you don't support Donald Trump and you're having this inner battle with yourself right now, like how could, you know, this happen to my country? But at the same time, I know that people listen to this podcast um, who probably do support Donald Trump. And if you do, I don't hate you. Sure, maybe our views like don't align in certain aspects, but I have no hate in my heart for you. And so I don't want anybody out there protesting on the streets or anything like that to have hate in their hearts while they're doing it. Like be there for the cause and for your country and because you want to see a change, but don't go there with anger in your heart because that just, it, you're not going to get anything done, you know? So that being said, I'm going to move into another tune now, and then I'm going to come back to some of the questions and topics that you guys want me to cover. Okay. I love you. Uh, sorry. No, 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 Hey, I've been waiting all night for this moment. I've been waiting all year for this moment. I've been picturing you taking off your clothes for me. I've been literally curving all these hard for you. Daddy told you better bring your ass on. Cinderella better get your ass on. Man, I swear the parents just don't understand. You ain't gotta be old to be a man. Take my hand, come with me to my room. Girl, I gotta sleep at the SLS. I already know you got expensive drinks. Take my hand, follow me to my room. Tell your little friends you gon' be high. Girl, I got the plan for the whole night. Okay, your legs like a store, they open up and you got people in line Been there every night for weeks at a time You in my dreams, that's why I sleep all the time Just to hear you say I love you, just to touch you, just to leave you behind I told you you don't have to worry, you'll be fine the type of thing I heard it happen all the time, yeah I just want to see you fly Because your fragrance got me faded You'll be keeping me high Said nothing better than the first time I'll be at your service like a checking at the curbside You don't have to spend another second on this earth right Wet you like a breath with your second and a third time Left you up a first mind And when you're hungry I can shove you up a stir fry Get you some dessert wine Elevate your third eye First prize, no belt Get a piece, your clothes off Turn around, let me see I've been waiting all night for this moment I've been waiting all year for this moment I've been picturing you taking off your clothes for me I've been literally curving all this off for you Daddy told you better bring your ass home Said I better, better get your ass home Man, I swear the parents just don't understand you ain't gotta be old to be a man Take my hand, come with me to my room Girl, I got a speed at the SLS uh, I already know you got expensive taste uh, Take my hand, follow me to my room Tell your little friends you gon' be high Girl, I got a plan for the whole night 
Take you by the hand and bring you somewhere where the sand is Soon as we landed, we went straight into the room and played the music, started dancing. You was taking off your pants, it looked like Dorothy ain't in Kansas anymore. How do you like a chore? We started on the bed and then we moving to the floor. You started getting crazy, told me fuck you like a whore. I thought you was an angel, now you yelling to the Lord. You used to tell me all the time I ain't so tight. Now, you always wanna spend the night. Now, Doing everything you like When I'm inside your pussy, damn, it feels so right yeah, But I still respect the game Every time I'm out of line, you always set me straight The sex is great from heaven's sakes, I need it every day I yell your name, in a rep Never gonna find nobody better all my life I've been waiting all night for this moment I've been waiting all year for this moment I've been picturing you taking out your glove for me I've been literally grabbing all these songs for you Daddy told you better bring your ass home Said I better, better get your ass home Man, I swear the parents just don't understand You ain't gotta be old to be a man Take my hand, come with me To my room Girl, I got the speed at the SLS
at us It's on me right there Right after love I write my name Yeah And if it's forever doing those and we're back bits because it makes me feel like a real radio personnel, you know? Um, anywho's that was Cinderella by Mac Miller. If you're just now tuning in, I'm just playing the divine feminine by Mac Miller today. Um, so that last song had Ty Dolla Sign actually featured on it, which is pretty cool. Love that guy. Love when people get random features on their album that like you would never expect them to do any kind of a collab. That's just interesting to me. Anywho's, um, I wanted to say <laughs> the past couple of things had just happened to me because I'm currently doing my laundry downstairs in my apartment basement. I went down there and there was this guy and his girlfriend, I guess, waiting next to the washing machines, like doing their laundry next to me. And he had like a razor scooter with him. And I just thought it was so interesting. He was like definitely in either his late 20s or early 30s and he had a razor scooter. So that was just funny. And then I came back up to my apartment and it was so freaking hot because to record these podcast episodes, I don't like the air conditioner noise in the background. So I always turned off um, and it just got so fucking hot in here. I looked at the thermostat and it was like 85 degrees in my apartment and I was like, what the fuck? So then I just took a little bit of a break and kind of just hung out, sipped some coffee while I blasted the AC. But now it has returned to a normal temperature in here. Thank the freaking Lord. I'm also just sitting here with a lot of various liquids. Like I have a giant coffee next to me. I also have a smoothie that I've been sipping on since I made it this morning and water. So really just liquids are flowing through me very quickly and I keep having to get up to go to the bathroom, but I don't even know why I'm telling you guys this. <laughs> Honestly, it's like, really Megan, what are you even talking about? But I'm now here with you guys and I have returned back to Twitter to see other topics that you guys would like me to discuss or questions you really just want me to answer. And this girl Shelby asked, are you thinking about writing any books or anything? You have a real talent. So shout out to Shelby for saying that. Thank you, my woman. And to answer your question, yes, I do want to write a book and I don't know why I haven't like started the process yet. I mean, like I write in my journals and stuff, but I haven't started like typing up a book or anything like that. Kind of just because I need to nail down like what the book is going to be about. And I don't know if I want it to be a book of poetry or if I want it to be just a book of regular writing or if I want it to be like narrative style, you know, who really knows? Not me, obviously, but as soon as I start writing, you guys will probably be the first to know as I use Twitter and Snapchat and all of these different social medias excessively. Also, if you're listening and you don't follow me on Twitter, it's just at Megan Hughes, M-E-G-H-A-N-H-U-G-H-E-S. I finally got that handle this week, so I guess that's an exciting announcement. My handle before was at Miss Megan Makeup, and like I really don't make makeup videos too often anymore, um, kind of just, but not that I've lost like interest in it because I still really do love makeup, but I don't wear it every day. Um, and I don't, you know, do it as much as I used to. So I don't know. There's just, there's more things for me to talk about and offer to this world other than makeup. That's how I see it currently. Um, so yeah, this is a tangent that I'm on, but, um, what else was I talking about? Oh yeah. Add me on Snapchat. It's Maggie Hugh, M-E-G-G-I-E-H-U-G-H. And I Snapchat pretty much every day because I fucking love that app. I mean, who doesn't love Snapchat? Seriously. Instagram stories, psh, 
you know, push those aside. I'm a Snapchat fan over here. This next question comes from a girl named Jocelyn, and she says, how to accept not being friends with someone anymore, which is a very hard process to do. Let me, um, well, actually, no, it's not that hard. I'm not going to say that something is hard because then you're just going to write it off like, oh my gosh, it's so hard to do. I don't know if I can do that. You know, why do we do that? Why do we say, oh my gosh, that's so hard, but really you can do it. I did it. Um, I kind of accepted, well, I guess I kind of cut him out of my life first off, but like, I just realized that this person was just like using me as a friend, I felt like, and I, I felt like I wasn't getting anything back from the relationship. In these types of relationships, you're going to have a lot of them in your life. People who might, um, their intentions might not be clear with you, or maybe you see their intentions and you realize that they're bad and you're like, fuck, I got to get this person out of my life. I don't know how they even came in here. <laughs> so I don't know. I guess your question is more so how to deal with the aftermath of cutting them out of your life, but I don't know what the situation is, but what I can say is just accept that everything happens for a reason. And I know that's such a freaking cliche thing to say, but really that person left your life for a fucking reason. And you can't just keep overthinking it and being like, oh my gosh, why did this happen? Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Like it just did. Okay. And now you just got to keep the ball of life rolling. You know, it's like almost having a breakup with somebody just surround yourself with people who you know are genuinely good to you. All of your friends, all of the love, just surround yourself with that. And soon enough, you'll literally just forget about them and it'll be like they never even really existed in your life with their toxicity and you know that's a good thing at times like yes you have those good memories from them but the bad ones if they outweigh them cut the person out you know who needs them because in the words of k camp it ain't none to cut that bitch off <laughs> I'm sorry, I just couldn't avoid making that joke. But let's get into another tune, shall we? We shall. Inside nostalgia, my mind are in the times when this love was so divine, but now it's feeling like without you. Feeling like how the fuck did we get into a place we ain't accustomed to loving inside of? I know I'm out of my mind more often than not. You know, I'm used to giving this all that I got. Yeah, it's not a waste when I smile on your face. You tell me you out of place, you part of my spot. Okay, baby, this a piece of cake. We could lay up on the beach, you could feed me grapes. It's my favorite song, spin it till the needle breaks. We could quit the whole game, do the real estate things, how you beat the case. Put in work, turn that pussy to the office. Be on top of your game, this here got us. And I ain't here to break a promise. I'm just trying to keep it honest, and honestly. Tell the truth, tell the truth, tell the truth. Nah, 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 nah. Show me you, show me you, show me Mishaps, this, that, and the third Don't go back on my word Yeah, I keep that shit gift wrap Your pussy a ride better than Six Flags I'm in that No takeaways, no givebacks No question We've been through adolescence and changing direction Yeah, I paid attention to it It's never been easy, but now it's getting ruthless A little more pain, that's just better music Girl, what's on your brain? Cause I head is stupid A lot of people suck a dick, but you can execute it 
perfect timing Don't you add another second to it Don't you ever, 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 ever do it Yeah, head pollution, conflict, resolution Keep it true, everything that I do with you I ain't here to break the promise I'm just trying to keep it honest And honestly Tell the truth, tell the truth, tell the truth Na 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 Show me you, show me you, show me you Na 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 Tell the truth, tell the truth, tell the truth Na 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 Show me you, show me you, show me you Na 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 We don't have to pretend We both know how it ends I just need your presence Wanna feel you feel me Land from the planet, God damn, damn. Wanna feel you feel me? Wanna feel you feel me? You slam from the planet, God damn, damn. Wanna feel you feel me? Wanna feel you feel me? Oh my gosh, that's definitely one of my favorite songs on the album as well. Neomza is the featured lady vocalist on that song, and she's so fucking bomb. I've actually played her on Sold at Sundown before, um, just like her own tunes, but she's signed to Mac Miller's label. And I think the story about how he even signed her is that she made like a singing cover of one of his songs on YouTube, and he found it, and then he signed her from that, which I think is fucking bomb. I have a couple mutual friends with Neomza, but I've never actually like run into her, so who knows? Maybe someday I'll get to hug her and be like, hey, your music is fucking bomb. You're a bomb human being. You know, that's just my favorite thing to do to artists. Just let them know how great they are. But on another note, somebody asked me to talk about some of my favorite tunes at the moment um, because, you know, music is one of my favorite things to talk about. So of course I'm going to answer this. My favorite songs of the current moment, it's um, the 10th of November when I'm recording this. So if I ever go back and listen to this episode, I'll know. It'll be like a time machine, you know? I'll know what I was listening to back in the day. So currently one of my favorite songs at the moment is Telephone Calls by ASAP Rocky featuring Tyler the Creator and Playboy Cardi. That collab is fucking amazing. If you haven't heard it yet, go and listen to it. It's just amazing and it's bomb. And I've said that like 50 times. I could just rave about it over and over again. But yeah, I also have been loving Hurt So Good by Astrid S. She's a really, really good singer and she has been on tour with Troy Sivan for this leg of, you know, his shows. And I got to see her perform and she was just amazing. Also, the Tell Me I'm Pretty album by Cage the Elephant is one of my all-time favorite albums. Um, And I honestly have just been bumping it a lot this week specifically. So that has been on my mind. Also, the song Hotter Than Hell by Dua Lipa or Dua Lipa. I really don't know. Also, I know a couple of you guys listen to Kevin Abstract out there and I love that man's music. He is incredible. I'm seeing him this weekend at Camp Flogna and I'm so stoked about it. And I think my friend Teo is actually going to be on stage with him. So I'm excited to see Teo. Excited to just run into a lot of my friends this weekend at Camp Flogna. But on the note that I was just on, Kevin Abstract has great music and he has a new album coming out on November 18th called American Boyfriend, A Suburban Love Story. And he's released a couple of singles off of it, like Empty, Yellow, and Miserable America, which are all really, really bomb songs. And I already have them because I pre-ordered the album. So you guys should go and check those out and also just pre-order the album in general because I'm sure it's going to be amazing. And also I've been loving First Love Never Die by Soko. Soko is truly amazing as an artist and I just love her. I think her voice is so unique. 
And lastly, I have been liking Greek Tragedy by the Wombats as well. So you could say I have kind of an eclectic music taste over here. I really, really love alternative music, but I really, really, really love hip hop and rap. And I just, I love all of the things truly besides country. I really can't stand country. And it's funny because I'm literally originally from Georgia. So from the South and a lot of people love country music there. And I definitely had a phase when I was in middle school. I used to listen to like fucking Sugarland and like Tim McGraw and I don't know, just a bunch of other random country artists, but I'm definitely out of that phase of life at the moment. <laughs> no disrespect to anybody who does listen to country music. That's just not my wave. But <laughs> back to Twitter questions. My friend Evan actually tweeted me and said, I just need a good book recommendation. So I would love to suggest you guys read Being in Love by Osho. My friend Viv actually, who asked a question earlier, told me to um, get this book because I was like, hey girl, what's your favorite book by Osho? And she said this one. So I took her word for it and I got it and I've been reading it for about a week now and I love it. And it's basically just about how to love with awareness and relate without fear. So if you need some advice on any of those categories, then I would definitely go to Osho for some help because, you know, Osho knows all. Just kidding. But he knows a lot, a lot more than I do. And I love reading and learning from all of his teachings. And I think he's a great spiritual teacher in general. And his books are bomb. So yeah, I would recommend that for you, Evan. Also, um, I think somebody else asked me, I believe it was this girl, Katie. I'm going to flip back to Twitter. Um, she said, can you talk about finding happiness while single and wishing to be in a relationship? And the number one thing that I've taken from this book so far, only after a week of reading it, is that you shouldn't be like fiending for a relationship and wishing for a relationship and wishing and wishing and wishing for love because it's not gonna find you like that. Nothing that you're out on the search for is ever going to find you. It always comes at the least expected times. And also there is love everywhere in your daily life. And I actually made a video back in the day called What the World Needs Love. And um, I basically was just talking about this, like the idea of universal love, it being around us at all times, but people really, really don't notice it unless they're in a relationship and then they feel it and they're like, oh my gosh, this is what love feels like. But love is truly everywhere. And I know that might sound like a weird concept to like wrap your head around, but really there's love in any given conversation that you could have with somebody. There's always a chance for just love to be exchanged, you know, whether it be in the form of like smiles and hugs or just friendly encounters or just people like coming up to your dog on the street and just like expressing love to them. Like you see it truly everywhere. People going out of their way to help homeless people. That's an act of love. It's just, like I said, it's everywhere. And um, yes, this is coming from a gal who has never been in love, but I am in love with life. So that's my, you know, two cents on that. But this is definitely teaching me a lot about loving, uh, whether it be things or, you know, other people without attachment. Like, yes, I see it and I acknowledge it and I know that it's there. And I really, really do love that, but it's not mine. Mine, 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 mine. <laughs> I've talked about this in um, a, another video. I keep like referencing videos back, but this was actually a vlog that I made over the summertime. And it was just me like opening up about love. And I kind of just like broke down crying one night. And the next morning I filmed a video about all of the feelings that I was feeling because I was basically just feeling like I had never truly experienced like being in love. And I was kind of like upset about it. And um, I don't know, I've kind of let go of that you know, sadness and that anger now. And I'm just like, whatever the heck, it's going to happen when it happens. And in the meantime, I can just love everybody around me and it'll come through that. So yeah, that's my, that's my two cents on that. But yeah, I think we should get into a song now. It's fitting that this next song is actually called Soulmate. So I dedicate this song to love. What a beautiful thing. <laughs> 
favorite part of that song is the fact that he samples Goodwill Hunting, the conversation that Will is having with his, you know, therapist of sorts. And I just want to repeat what he said really quickly because I just find it so beautiful. He says, do you feel like you're alone, Will? You have a soulmate, somebody who challenges you. I'm talking about someone who opens up things for you, touches your soul. You can't give back to them, you know. You'll never have that kind of a relationship in a world where you're always afraid to take the first step because all you see is every negative thing 10 miles down the road. You can do anything you want. You are bound by nothing. I actually tweeted that last part <laughs> um, a couple weeks ago. You can do anything you want. You are bound by nothing. But really, you can do anything that you put your freaking mind to. Also, I love the part where he touches on, um, you know, all you see is every negative thing 10 miles down the road. All that's going to do, if you're thinking of all the things that could possibly go wrong, whether it be in a relationship or a job or any of these things, if you're always just thinking about that, eventually that's just going to come and it's going to hit you right in the face. And the bad things will actually happen if you're just like kind of eagerly almost awaiting them to like you're worried about them so much that you manifest them into your life and that's you know a thing that us humans tend to do at times which is a scary scary way of mind and trust me I've done it before as well just worry and worry and worry and sometimes you subconsciously worry and you don't even know that you're thinking these things and you're actually setting yourself up for failure without even knowing it so I don't know just be conscious in the things that you're thinking um, I know it's kind of hard for people to do at times be like why am I thinking this I don't know but Sometimes we just have to ask ourselves these questions. And also, it's it's definitely possible to turn thoughts off and um, maybe distract yourself or deflect it with something else, whether it be an action or an activity or, you know, these types of things to kind of, you know, silence the mind in some aspects. And meditation is really, really good for that. Yoga is really, really good for that. Um, and also just talking about your problems is really, really good for that. If you have a friend that you want to open up to, that's always a thing that you can do as well. I just got real as fuck really, really quick, and I don't even know how I got into the tangent that I was just in, but um, I'm slightly running out of time here, folks, because I have a meeting in about 30 minutes and I have to shower before I do that. Um, so I'm recording this a little bit late, but I've been recording it all morning. I've just been like dilly-dallying because when, um, I don't know how many of you are familiar with GarageBand, but I basically just record like these little audio clips and then I just drag and drop my music files in between. So when I put the music file in, I just like kind of play it full out just to make sure that it's, it's good and I know which parts to edit out if I don't want the full song in it. And then I just kind of like run around my apartment and do little things. Like, like I said, I've been doing my laundry as well. So I have been dilly-dallying, I will admit, but um, I'm gonna get back and do another song now. This is We um, by Mac Miller featuring CeeLo Green, baby. Baby, 
baby, don't you worry, there's some shit to get along to. Some shit I write my wrongs to. Well, I tried to call you, have us a discussion. We never talk, we always way too busy fucking. I think of something to say, I always do. I'm in love with the way that you say my name every time it sounds brand new. And you, always wondering what we'll be. I say we sound better than you or me. Baby, you could be my. You could be my Okay, it's alright It's okay, and I can be your Okay, it's alright It's only if you be my It's alright, it's okay Yeah, okay, and time will tell if I'm alive and well Cause when I'm by myself I find that I keep flying high Sometimes I must remind myself that change is more than pennies laying on the floor inside the well you cross my mind do not apologize for being fine as hell i'm spinning here inside your spell my mind is start to wander miss the day i stay up late admiring your posture and you always wondering what will be i say we sound better than you or me baby you could be my yeah.
iconic way could you end a song than you gotta deal with Mac Miller bitch? Like, what if I made music, or if at the end of this podcast, what if I just end it with, you gotta deal with Megan Hughes, bitch? Like, nobody would know what to do if they heard that. <laughs> Have you guys been enjoying this album? Like, are you enjoying the tunes that I've been throwing into this episode? Do you like the album as much as me? If you do, tweet me. Let me know your thoughts. Even if you don't like it, let me know, and let me know why, because I like to see both sides of the story. Although I do assume that if you didn't enjoy listening to the album, you probably would have just stopped listening to this episode by now. But um, if you're still tuning in right now, comment a little comment there on SoundCloud, or maybe, you know, just tweet me if you're listening on Dash Radio. Um, How many of you actually do listen on Dash Radio? I want to know. So if you are listening right now on Dash and hearing me say these words to you, please tweet me or tweet Souls at Sundown. It's just at Souls at Sundown, folks. Um, But yeah, speaking of freaking Twitter, man, let's pop on over back to Twitter, all right, and see what other people have been asking about or asking me to touch on. This one girl, Danica, actually asked me, will this be Larry's first Thanksgiving? And yes, Danica, it will be. He's actually going to be staying here in LA when I go home uh, the week before Thanksgiving. So we're going to be back in Georgia the 15th to the 22nd. And then I believe that Thanksgiving is on the 24th, right? So um, we're going to be back in LA for Thanksgiving. And um, yeah, I might just have like a Friendsgiving with some homies who are still in town if they happen to be in town, because that would be cool. I've never done an actual Friendsgiving, but Larry will definitely be attending if I do any of that type of thing. This next girl asked, can you talk about raising a puppy? I'm planning on getting one soon and I'm your age. So 19 and raising a child. Here we go. (laughs) Just kidding. But dogs are kind of like humans in some aspects, except for the fact that they are not human, uh, but they come with a lot of responsibilities. So I've actually wanted to touch on this in an episode before. My friend Lexi was like, you should do an entire episode on raising a dog because I feel like some people just need to know. Um, So I feel like the main things that I need to talk about in this aspect are potty training and crate training because um, first let me just touch on crate training because there's like a misconception with training your dog with a crate. So a lot of people use the crate as punishment. Like if the dog is bad, if it pees somewhere, they yell at the dog and then they just like shove it into the crate. And that is 100% exactly what you should not do, (laughs) okay? The crate should be a safe spot for the dog. It should feel like a second home and it should feel like a den, you know, like a wolf would have. So it should be like, a space for them to go and just breathe, sometimes sleep. Larry likes to actually sleep under the covers with me, which I allow because he's adorable and amazing and I don't care. But at the same time, (laughs) um, oh my God, my friend Emily, who lives in New York, just sent me a text and said, I'm in LA. I was going to surprise you guys, but I can't hold it in anymore. What the fuck? I just got this text and I'm just freaking out right now. Emily, oh, Emily June, my woman. Oh my gosh, my levels are through the roof. She lied to us about not coming to Camp Flogna anymore. And I guess she's just surprising us. And I'm, oh my gosh, I'm so fucking excited right now that I just completely forgot what I was talking about. Collect yourself, Megan. Okay, I'm talking about raising a dog. 
basically what you need to know is potty training and crate training are the two basic principles that you need to be focusing on when you get a puppy. And we definitely made some mistakes, me and Lindsay, when we um, raised Squirtle together. So when I got Larry, my own dog, I definitely wanted to like figure out exactly how to properly potty train him. And the family that I nanny for actually helped me out a ton in the beginning. So I definitely got a lot of insight on raising a dog from them. And so I guess now you're just getting that insight from me. But basically what I would say is the dog really, really needs to understand that where he he goes to the bathroom is outside because our mistake with Squirtle was we would just kind of like let him pee on the carpet. Well, we wouldn't let him. We would obviously get angry with him, but like he literally did not understand that he was supposed to do that outside. He was trained to think that he was supposed to pee on a carpet because the boys who had had him before us. So Squirtle was a Craigslist puppy, right? So we got him off Craigslist. Um, well, our friends got him off of Craigslist and they had him at their apartment for a while, an apartment that didn't allow dogs. So after a while, they were like, oh shit, like we can't raise this dog. He's just like peeing everywhere. Like we just bought him off whim. Like we don't know how to do this. So then um, they let Lindsay have him and I lived with Lindsay at the time. So like I was helping her raise the dog um, and we love him so dearly. And Squirtle is just the best dog, honestly. Like he's so, so sweet and just very, he's like an intuitive dog. Anywho's, I'm getting into more so the backstory now, but um, what Squirtle really didn't understand at the beginning was like that he had to pee outside. So it was just really, really frustrating because we would take him for like hour long walks, just waiting for him to pee as a puppy. And then he would come back into the apartment and would just be like, oh, carpet, this is where I do it. So you have to like reverse all of the things that they know at that point and kind of just train them otherwise. And Squirtle honestly still has accidents when Lindsay leaves and he'll like spitefully pee by the door. So that's why it's so, so important as a puppy to get them to understand that they need to just do that outside. Okay. So whichever way is easiest for you to get that through to them, um, then I suggest doing that, but basically puppy pads definitely help out a lot and just putting those all over where you live. So if they do happen to have an accident in the house, it um, can either be cleaned up with a puppy pad and you kind of like show it to them on there and you're like, no, this is where you do it. Okay. And you point to the puppy pad. This is where you pee. And you like soak it up with that. At least that's what I would do if he would pee, if Larry or Squirt would pee anywhere else other than the puppy pads, I would just show them like, no, you're wrong. But Squirtle would tear up puppy pads. That was the issue is puppies love to teeth on things. That's also a thing um, that I was worried about with Larry is he just loves having things in his mouth. <laughs> that sounds pretty funny to say, but really when puppies are teething and, and their teeth are really coming in, they just love the sensation of chewing on something because it kind of like relieves the pain for them. So get them, you know, really chewy bones. Um, I get these antlers from the dog store that I go to that really help a lot with his teething. And honestly, Larry loves bones more than he loves um, like chew toys and stuffed animals and those types of things but you just really have to keep the dog's like mouth occupied when they're a teething puppy. So that's definitely a thing I wanted to cover. Um, also, if the dog is continuously biting and it's kind of like past the six month mark, they shouldn't really be doing that anymore. And that's something that I struggled with with Larry is he always likes to have someone's hand in his mouth. Like if he's chilling on the couch and he's not asleep and he wants my attention, he'll grab for my fingers and he'll grab for my hand and my arm. And you really just have to let the dog know that that's not okay because then they could just keep keep biting throughout their whole life. And like, once they get bigger, it starts to hurt more. <laughs> so um, one thing that my friend Drew actually introduced me to is a water spray bottle. And you can totally buy like empty bottles off of Amazon, but that's basically what I have. I have the spray bottle filled up with water. And if Larry's doing something bad, or if he's like trying to eat my hand excessively when I'm trying to like read or write or something, I literally only have to lift up the spray bottle and like show it to him. And he'll just 
just fuck right off. <laughs> Literally, he just like walks away. So the spray bottle is definitely a magical device if you're raising a puppy. Um, also, um, touching back on the crate training aspect, you want to like make it feel like home. So put in the crate things that smell like you, um, maybe like a jacket or like an old t-shirt or something like that. Um, he has a blanket in there that smells like me and the family that I have nanny for actually. It's like a school blanket that they have and I like slept with it one night or something like holding it and then I put it in his crate so like he has all of our scents on there and then I put like his favorite stuffed animal in there that he never actually plays with but I think it's like inviting him in like it just like sits in the corner smiling at him um and then I'll always like throw a little bone in there but he'll sometimes go in there and chill like he's literally sitting in there right now as I'm recording this which is nice because he knows that it's a place that he can go if I'm busy and I'm not paying attention to him um he can just go in there and chill and take a nap or whatever so crate training is definitely something that I feel like kind of goes under the radar like not many people touch on it when they talk about raising a puppy but really just you know at the end of the day you just need to give the dog a lot of love a lot of attention but don't swaddle him with attention because then it will become um, really attached to you and when you leave it will be like crying at the door (laughs) and um, you know some dogs are more anxious than others but dogs should know when you leave that you're always going to come back okay and you shouldn't when you come home every time you shouldn't make like a huge deal that you're home and be like oh my gosh come hug me like Larry doesn't even give a shit when I leave he just sleeps on my bed and then when I come back I literally have to like come back around the corner and look at him and be like hey and then he'll get up (laughs) but he doesn't like wait at the door for me um and just like whine and cry because you know that's what an anxious dog does but I mean if you do have an anxious puppy um one with separation anxiety or something like that squirtles kind of like this you can get them this thing called a thunder coat I believe it's called or a thunder shirt and you can get them off of Amazon, it basically just makes them feel like they're being swaddled and like hugged. And it just generally makes them feel a bit safer, especially when they're left home alone. So we always put Squirt's Thunder shirt on when he's um, being home alone for a little bit. So yeah, those are my puppy tips. Um, And now I'm going to get into a tune and then we'll get back and talk for a little bit. And then I'll play the last song on the album. So we have two left, but this one is um, my favorite part featuring Ariana Grande. And this is definitely one of my other favorite tunes on the album. I know I have so many favorites off of this album, by the way. I'm like basically saying every single song is my favorite, but this whole entire album is just impeccable. All right, I'll stop raving now. Why would it even try? Yeah, say. 
Don't let them hurt you ever I know you far too small Before things come together They have to fall apart It's been a while since I've been sober This life can be so hard I'd rather talk about you Said You just don't know How beautiful you are And maybe that's my favorite part Nobody gonna break your heart It'll be alright, babe See me, I got you covered I'ma be your lover You might be the one If it's only tonight, babe We don't need a worry We ain't in a hurry Rushing in the good one right there. That guitar at the end always gets me, man. I just love the general tune that that whole song has. It just has like a really upbeat vibe and I just love it. I love them vocally together and I love that they're together in real life. I'm pretty sure they're dating. Sometimes Mac will like hint at it in interviews. Ariana is kind of weird about it in interviews, but like I don't know them personally in real life, obviously, but like through social media, it looks like they're freaking dating and I ship the fuck out of that relationship. They're cute as shit. Even though I'm in love with Mac Miller, I ship this. I support it. (laughs) Me acting as if I'll ever have a chance with that man. But either way, he's really great. She's really great. They've done a lot of collab songs together in the past. Like, I'm pretty sure he was on a remix of Into You with her. And then they did that song The Way back in the day. Um, That rhymed The Way back in the day. Also, speaking of this song, my favorite part, you guys should go and look up um, the live version of this and watch it. It's on Tree J's channel on YouTube. But it's just really, really good to see them like vibing in real life. I definitely watch a lot of Mac Miller interviews and I think that the live performance of that song was like suggested to me after I finished watching one of them. And it was just interesting to see them, you know, like performing on stage together because I've obviously never been to a concert where Ariana has come out with him. But yeah, I think that a lot of these songs on this album might actually be about Ariana if they are, you know, in love or whatever. Who really knows? I think that the first song on the album is actually about Mac's ex-girlfriend though. 
Um, and I don't even know what happened with that relationship, but I remember I watched this thing on Fader, I believe, or some interview or something where he was like, yeah, I just moved in with my girl. Like we've been together for years. Like she's always been there for me. Like they were together for mad long. Um, and he probably wrote hella songs about her, but I don't know what happened to that relationship. Now he's just like with Ariana dating a celeb. And I'm like, I don't really know what's going on. Whatever happened to the other woman. But um, yeah, who even knows? Celebrity relationships, man. It's like, we all just try to assume things, but none of us really know shit. So I guess I should just move on to another topic here. Or actually, I guess I should just end off this podcast episode here because like I said, I'm in a little bit of a rush. I got to get to this meeting right now. And also the last song I'm going to play is about eight minutes long. So it's going to finish up the rest of the um, hour and a half that this episode is. But either way, hope you guys enjoyed listening to me banter on alone for this episode. Sorry for the popping random noises that happen. My blinds make really weird noises at times. Um, I don't know why that happens, but it does. Um, Yeah, like I said, hope you guys enjoyed this. If you did, give me a little like and a little repost on SoundCloud if you're feeling it, Um, or just, you know, tweet me, like I said, your thoughts if you're listening on Dash Radio. Um, I love you so very much, and I will, you know, talk to you guys in, you know, a video, or if you don't keep up with my videos, then I'll just, you know, talk to you in the next Souls at Sundown episode. These are the freaking best. They're the bomb. Okay, goodbye. I love you. Have a great day. So cold, man, that bitch so cold I'ma take my time, I'ma hit that slow Cause I ain't in a rush, young girl You the only thing for me in this fucked up world And you believe in love Hold on tight when demons come It'll be alright, no need to run Stay with me tonight, we'll see the sun And when we wake up early, we'll still be young Never felt this free before I need you more than keys and doors I need you sleeping next to me The blanket sheets, I'll take them all and yeah. And I teach her that we were the creatures of love You be the leader, I could be Julius Caesar When I'm pulling up in the Beamer The beats in the trunk, all the freaks wanna fuck Hearts on my timeline it to your rose and I want your pedal fold Don't you know your body been mine? I know you know, I know Sexy nasty We have no guidelines no guide One day for time You don't mind God is here.
You don't refill too much. Don't hide yourself at all. I just can't help but fall. And I've tried everything. My sexy, nasty thing. She been getting faded all the time. Flap your wings. I've been getting stoned all week. It make me go too deep. Girl, you so lonely. Will you come home with me? Just take your clothes off, babe Know that we've been talking on the phone all day I love it when you tell me that you don't behave Tell me when and where I bet I won't be late All I really wanna do is procreate I'm a superman, you be my lowest lane Know you late for work, you staying home today We gon' keep on going till our bones both break It's a grown folk way right here Hot summer daylight it to your rose, then I want your pedal fold Don't you know your body been mine? to tell you about my love affair with my husband and the wonderful ways that we were able to understand each other and find out about each other. We got to know each other little by little, living very close in the same building. And he would help me with things and I would see him and think, what a cute guy. And he was a cute guy. And it was just little by little we got to know just to say hello one day I invited him to a party and I had heard so much about him people respected him and he was good to everybody he knew the people he worked with all adored him and it was something so important the respect that you have for somebody for me was the most important being attracted to him and being finding people respected him and I respected him 
I loved the fact that he sensed how my feelings were, and I learned to understand and respect and see his feelings and understand his feelings ahead of time. So it was so very easy to be together and look forward to being together. And our love affair just blossomed the more we saw each other. And the more we were together, we learned more and more about each other. After a short period of time, we became engaged and had a very small, intimate wedding with just family and very close friends, the friends we continued to have for the rest of our life. And then came two adorable little boys, and my husband just adored my daughter and adored the two boys, and I feel I just gave him a wonderful life, a good marriage, and a wonderful family, and I know he really had a beautiful life, and I did too and how important it is to love, respect, and care for each other.